We are going to be jumping right into Q&A as soon as I get that guy. That guy. Hey, that guy. Okay. Right on. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. I think we are set up. So, yeah, we're jumping right into Q&A where we should put the number right up there. You press the button on the yeah, slide. Thank you there you go. Thank you who are sticking around in the house for it. Uh, feel free to get up and leave anytime. You don't hurt our feelings or bother us at all. Especially if he says something that just really offends you. Just get up and yeah, storm, and storm out. out. It doesn't offend yeah. you at all. Yeah. What? Oh, did I not turn it? Oh, okay. There, there, there I am. Sorry there about go. that. Good. Okay. Do I need to say all that again? Thank you all who are in the house. <laughs> Feel free to get up and leave anytime. Online, you just stay right where you are. Don't you touch that computer screen. Yeah, we don't say dial anymore. We said dial for way too long because it used don't to be a click, dial. click, click, but now we're don't touch that mouse, <laughs> uh -huh. I suppose. I'm going anyway, to if you have any questions right there, there's the number 360-447-8474. 360-447-8474. Eight four seven four. Kent said four. he has a question. I'm curious to see what it is. You, okay, well, good. Did, so, yeah. you, did you text it to him? Last night. Oh, last, oh, last night. night even. Oh, I certainly uh -oh. hope I got it. I don't know I if he'll find it. Cool. So yeah, but go ahead and text those in, and I'm gonna loft them over the plate at this guy, and we'll see what uh, where we go from there. Uh, oh, were you the one who was reading tomorrow's sermon? <laughs> <laughs> That's I my like Kent. It. Okay, let me just scroll. <clears throat> I see it's about 30 pages itself. Okay. So, uh, I was reading tomorrow's sermon, and I already have a key question. I loved learning about the watchtower as the place of Jesus' birth. But it is clear in Luke 2 that Joseph and Mary return home to Nazareth afterward for the child's circumcision, and then to Jerusalem for his dedication after 40 days, and witnessed by Anna and Simeon. They wouldn't be in Bethlehem at the watchtower after that, but would go home to Nazareth, correct? How do the Magi find them? In Matthew 2, it says that the star reappears to lead them to where the child was. Did the lamb birthers direct them perhaps? Yes, perhaps. I'm not going to say for sure, <laughs> yeah. but I noticed the same thing to where he was. Yeah. And so now, whether they were back visiting, uh, also you can harmonize those stories in a way where they go back to Nazareth uh, after they come back from Egypt. I don't like that as well as the one that you've proposed. Um, I think that makes way more sense that they went back to their home in Nazareth. Um, what I really like about this message is I've never noticed before. I've always seen when Herod calls his counselors in, yeah. Like they're the henchmen. Like they're his, okay, we'll help you find that Christ right, child. Right, right. I've never noticed that he, that no one's talking to the Magi. They're right. asking everyone. So then Herod, who obviously doesn't know, and when you combine it with the other story, where they spread the news far and wide. And it's at least six weeks later, and maybe a whole lot more. We, you know, it could be up to two years later, mm -hmm. depending on, because when he found out the time of the star, and then he has all the male children killed. Um, but I, I noticed that they came asking they came asking, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? And no one tells him. Mm -hmm. I hadn't noticed that before. Then when Herod heard, Herod hasn't heard. Everybody else has heard, but King Herod hasn't. And when you see his murderous intentions, you kind of understand why. Um, but then Herod calls all the people's uh, priests and teachers of the law. I'd never noticed that before. One, that it's all, and it's the people's, not his. Herod right. called all the people's uh, uh, priests and teachers of the law, and he asked them, where is uh, this Christ? 
And then it's so wonderful that, you know, Micah is both uh, 4 verse 8 and 5 verse 2. You put those two together and you have the exact spot. You know, I said last week, he calls it Bethlehem Ephrathah because there's a lot of Bethlehems right, right. in Judah. It just means house of bread. So if the, your, so town, every was, bakery. If your town was known for its, its bakery kilns, <laughs> you were right. a Bethlehem. But there was only one Bethlehem in the Bible in Judea that was also called Ephrathah. So when he says Bethlehem Ephrathah, there's no question. Right. There's only one possibility. Then when he says Migdal Eder in Bethlehem Ephrathah, there was only one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Bethlehem's were the sacrificial lamb. So then you combine that he's our Passover lamb and like he'll be led like a lamb to the slaughter from the tower of the flock in Bethlehem Ephrathah. You get this whole picture that's so incredibly specific. So... When Herod calls, knowing all the people know, and when he calls all the people's priests and uh, uh, rabbis, and it's the rabbinical shepherds who are spreading the word, so the rabbinicals are going to know, they only give him, I think, the chapter 5, verse 2 portion, not the 4, verse 8. 4, verse 8 is the tower of the flock. 5, verse 2 is, I think, I'm getting this right. Is the Bethlehem. And even then, they leave off Ephrathah. And even then, they take two other spots out of Micah and jam them in there so that they can show that he's a shepherd. He's coming as a shepherd. And I went through that book of Micah twice to figure out where are they quoting this ending from because it is not part of this. And I found them. But they're cobbled together that, yep, he's called the shepherd here. And, oh, yeah, over his people, Israel. Yep. And, oh. And so it's like, you talk about free will and harmonizing. Right, right. So they come to Herod. Herod says, okay, where is he? And they know Mm -hmm. because they quote it. Right. They know, well, Micah says the tower of the flock in Bethlehem Ephrathah. But what they say is uh, Bethlehem of Judea. Uh, the pro- for the prophet has written, yeah. in you, Bethlehem, <coughs> Judea, um, <laughs> That's right. a shepherd, shepherd yeah, of yeah. Israel. Spinning. Yeah. I mean, ooh, talk about to show you what I, the scripture can do if you don't hear the whole thing together. They're just like, mm, and they're not lying. You, here's how you could hear it. Exactly. I mean, th- that's what it says. Right. And so, you know, so it's just so funny. It's uh, when you really, because st- the, the first thing I was asking when I was putting this message together was, how come nobody knows where he is? Mm-hmm. I mean, the other, you know, Luke makes it really clear. They went out and they made this saying widely known. And right. the, they saw angels and this, he's born right where Micah says. It's like, and so my first thinking was, when the wise men come, how come nobody knows where he is? Then I said to myself, hey, wait a minute, let's go with what the story says. Mm-hmm. They made it widely known. People do know where he is. Okay, then make that make sense. And all of a sudden, all the piece, every last piece just makes sense. Good. Satisfied? And, and, Ish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just couldn't, I didn't have time to get into it all, but I really do think, uh, not only do I think that he, they were back in Nazareth, I think they're outside of the house. Uh, because the way it's worded that on arriving to the house, uh, on, on arriving at the house or to the house, it doesn't say they go in. It just says on, on arriving at the house, they saw uh, Mary with Jesus. It's like she's probably outside doing the. And so yeah, and so the question the too is, so it's been, you know, the, all this time has passed. We had the rabbinical shepherds. They went and dedicated the baby. So why would they find them back in at the watchtower? Why would they? Why still would still be ne- there? And yeah. I agree. 
I think they're back home in Nazareth. So the, uh, did the birthers perhaps direct them? Oh yeah, I think those birthers, I think everyone was protecting them. I mean, gotcha. you have this widely known that the Messiah was born. Think of the Messiah fever that would be at that watchtower if he was still there. It, um, humans are humans. Right. It's the Messiah. I think those guys, before they spread that word, made sure that Mary and Joseph had a place. I didn't even know if they wanted to know where it was. Just, you go be anonymous, mm -hmm. or this kid doesn't have a chance, especially with Herod. And so, it's really funny, because Messiah fever would have taken over. And they made this things, these things widely known. And now the wise men show up months later, who knows how many, and nobody can answer their question. But you know, we know from this story, everyone knows. And we know where it says he was born. And so when you mix that with old Herod calling him in, and ah, I guess Bethlehem, uh, a Bethlehem. <laughs> so I think everyone was protecting his yeah. identity at that point. Yeah. I think that it's one of the best untold Christmas stories. What a great movie. Seeing that assembly line of all those little mangers with all the sacrificial lambs bound in them and right. one baby and that you know, this, so sterile, this sterile right. environment uh, producing sacrificial lambs and probably Micah written on the wall because if there was a scripture that said out of his place of Burlington, Washington, the Savior will come, we would have that <laughs> scripture probably, yeah, on exactly. the wall. And, so, yeah. and then to see everyone protecting him. Yeah. And then those guys lying, not lying, but, but half telling the king. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and this is, that's, that's the whole idea. It's like making these stories make sense by just the information that you're given. Because you know you're given enough. You, you I mean, know he you shows are. us all the time. He says, <clears throat> I gave you just enough. Now, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not the easiest story to ferret out sometimes, but man, it is crazy. When you, we just start. We just sit there and start brainstorming. And but, we're just hearing the story, and they go, but you can't have done this because this right. hasn't happened. And this guy said this thing. And, and, and now this doesn't make sense. And why would they say this? Do they not know the scriptures? And this is why, yeah, I think that it is so funny that it takes a script editor <laughs> mind to really like make, the, make some of this stuff make sense because we are not in the business of uh, uh, doing any punch-ups. It is not <laughs> us to do, it, it is not up to us to help them and in, fact, in any way. The only way we finally come to uh, arriving at anything that makes the pieces make sense is we, and it's always funny, we finally slowly end up stripping out everything we've added to it right. that we don't even know we've added. We think it's part of it. We think they've been turned oh. away from the end. Well, that's in there. Yeah. They were turned away from the end. No, it's not. Yeah. There's eight words about the inn. It says, yep. she gave birth to a male child and laid him in a, in a manger because there was no room in the inn. You go, well, wait, if that's the whole story, does it make sense? Just forget everything. Does that make sense? Well, if that's all you thought you had to work with, there's only one way you would interpret it. She had to give birth over there because there was no room over here where they were. <laughs> they were probably <laughs> right. staying in the inn. But there's no, she had to give birth somewhere else because there's no room to give birth mm -hmm. in the inn. Why would they mention an inn not having room to give birth and in? And I'll tell you, here, here's, a, here's a heartening thing because I'm still a young rascal. Um, but you're, you're, you've been a pastor for 500 years Yeah, now. I'm an old rascal. For 500 years. You saw the Christmas card. <laughs> That's right. 
And um, this is all just sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is so good to remember that, like, you can stare at something, you can read it, you can commit it into your mind and your heart, but until every piece is there, until you really like just have that faith to just say my fingerprints off and you just let the story tell itself and just listen and listen and listen. It's still every single day we hear something brand new in this thing. And that is how it is alive and working and changing and God's doing That's why I really didn't want to wait till next year to do this one. I wanted those back (laughs) to back because they work together. It's one, when you see that the power of where he was born and why and how specifically uh, it's made known in scripture and then how widely it's made known that sets the stage for the wise men to come right. in and go hey where is he that's been born king of the Jews right. they go <laughs> I'm about king of the Jews um, okay and there's a lot more ties into Daniel. There's a lot more tie-ins to Daniel, but I just had to pick the big right. ones. Oh. It's like Daniel is so there's just in my mind no question where mm-hmm. those wise men are from yeah, when uh, the the Persians came over and sacked uh, Jerusalem in, I don't know, 612 or something A.D., there was a big Persian invasion. They came over. They just wiped everything out. Right. They destroyed every church uh, in Jerusalem except one. One church they didn't touch, the Church of the Nativity. And the reason they didn't do it, they said... Had that big mosaic in there of the the Magi as their people, so they mm-hmm. pr- they protected the place where they back home they had a whole thing set up to the Magi. But anyway, that's interesting. Getting that's off, getting recognized off track. too. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want because we got a few of these remarks. <coughs> One uh, huge thank you, shout out to everyone on the worship team for all of their devoted work and awesome music throughout this year. Seconded, that has been incredible. And then uh, somebody, uh, old, who is this? I think it's Martin, said... uh, Martin Iverson? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. His email used to be Martin and then the letter I, because that's his last name. Uh And so I'd see it. Who's this martini.com that keeps emailing me? (laughs) Good old martini. (laughs) It's better than poor Jer Keller. Anyway, he also said, Winter Snow might be my favorite song ever in 30 years of his place. Beautifully cool? done. Thank you, worship team. I didn't team. say anything second service. I got it out of my system. First service, I got up and I had to say, that is I such did, a really wa- pretty song. There was song. so much. Yeah, you guys are just crushing it. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, somebody wants to know, hey, you've made your own soap. Are you going to make your own cologne now, now that you know <laughs> frankincense and myrrh? Um, okay, you want to know what, here's what I did. I'm, I, I'm too cheap <laughs> because what I really wanted to do was, in, you know, there's the two soap dispensers in the restrooms and I was going to put frankincense scented soap in one and myrrh oh, scented soap in the other and put a little thing on it, frankincense and myrrh. Now, even if it's just for the holidays, we really should do and everyone that. everyone will be like, why do I smell like Why do this? I stink like this? You know what it so smells weird? like? It's pretty strong. It's kingly, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I went and, and I actually found some. I found uh, specialty yeah. shops making liquid soap that smelled like frankincense and soap that smelled oh, like myrrh. Oh, they already made the... You, they already pre smelled it, scented it. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. have oh, to make I, it. Yeah, I feel like one I year, know. I remember I, I was going to call Bramble. They're down in Everett, and they'll make soap. I called them twice, and no one was there, and so I gave up on that. But I found it, and it was like $75 for a little thing, and I went, 
I'd need two of those to fill one and two of the, I'm not spending $300 on soap. Yeah. So it's the thought that counts before the cheap thought kicked in. But it's your money, so I ain't spending your money on. Yeah. But yeah, frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. I feel like you did. Did we have a, we had an yes. in-house once? Yes. I don't know. I, I have the it. bottles in my office. I'm, I remember it was a little overpowering, though. It, I remember there was it's there was a, a few people who were just I can't stay in the room with it because it was pretty. Well, when uh, 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 Mary anoints Jesus with her myrrh oil mixture of spikenard. Blub, 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 <laughs> so it seems. Uh, where she breaks the seal. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the uh, um, Bible's answer to the Gatorade. Dumps the whole thing on it. It says that, and the uh, fragrance filled the entire house. Right. And it's like, it doesn't take much. A little goes a long way. And it's, you know, when you walk in one of those, like, foo foo house candle shops, Boutique-y. and yeah. your, your wife goes, Oh, this is wonderful. And you go, my, <laughs> my eyes are burning. Can we not be in here? It's very much like that. Yeah, I like those places. They mask my own scent. Anyway, um, okay, Bobby uh, Papu, can you speak? Can you speak about the history of saying happy holidays versus Merry Christmas? What holidays besides Christmas and Hanukkah are celebrated in the U.S.? Don't Jewish people believe? Don't Jewish people believe in the birth of Christ? They, some believe it happened. Yeah. No, that's a big defining characteristic yes. between the two of us, though. But, yes. And there's a big difference between that and celebrating it. Right, right. Yeah. But not uh, Christ. I mean, uh, happy holidays. It's just because, you know, the world constantly is trying to squeeze the Christ out of Christmas to use an old, what do you call those, an old saying that's used too much? Idiom. No. <laughs> Two on one, we're right. <clears throat> Cliché. Cliché. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Cliché. What's it called when it's in a script? A, oh, oh, uh, trope. trope. Oh, he's one wow, ahead of me. he's two for two. I know. That's hey, good. You're zero for Okay. What, what do you call, never mind. We won't get into vocabulary. Okay. Um, that was my Kent, by the way. Two for two. That's right. Um, Oh, also, does Bruce want to mention, Colin's reminding us, uh, that he'll be leading in person next week. Yes, I do we should, want we should, to mention uh, that. Mention it. That Colin will be, that, I don't know what we're going to do for a backdrop because we're losing everything here on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. so we need something, maybe we'll get the big couch from out there and put it in here. No one's sitting on it out there. Make it, make it, <laughs> no, uh, don't get after me in front of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean up my mess later. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Colin will be solo on the stage in person. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> yeah, next Sunday. Um, and, I'm really and, looking forward to that. And it's one of the things, yeah. Unplugged. It's, it's one of the things there's a few. <laughs> Colin unplugged. That's, Boy, getting big applause from the sound booth. <laughs> we, because uh, um, there's a few in those guidelines. I think we're even allowed to have uh, like one accompanying and a soloist. Yeah, so we might even, who knows, we'll explore knows? it. Oh, oh, before I forget, Colin, I know what you need to do. It'd be a lot of work, and that's why I like it. A lot of people goes. don't know, that is not only an electronic player piano. A person like Ramon can sit down and record their playing, and then it will play it live. You should be accompanied by the player piano. When, when we repaired the piano 
few years. Don't say it. it. Don't say it. They had to disable it for so that it wouldn't continue breaking and going out of tune and weird things. How much would it cost to fix the player piano? I always say ten thousand dollars, and we'll start from there. We'll see. You heard him online. Okay, ten thousand well, dollars, and we'll go from there, and then we can have a p a ghost piano. Yeah, well, I, for a piano. whole lot less, I think next Sunday we might have an old upright here, and me pumping the. <laughs> That's right. You can sing along the "Yes, We Have No Bananas." <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Can't wait. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Here's a fun one. <laughs> that joke is for all of you, you know, 70 and up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You said Jesus was the morning star. I thought Lucifer was. He is. Okay. <laughs> Who do you think Jesus is? Well, you, one would think not Lucifer. So says all of tradition that I... Sure, he's Lucifer. Oh. Well, good night, everybody. This, is, uh, <laughs> this has been a great Q&A. We were his place. Well, That's like saying, I thought John the Baptist was John. He is. I thought one of the 12 apostles was John. Okay. He is John. There we go. What? They're the <laughs> same person? No, they're both named John. Right, right. So... Lucy. Jesus is called Lucifer in the New Testament, and they're only the, the, the bravest and most literal, what do you call it, literal uh, translations will leave it in there because they're so uncomfortable with him sharing a name. Morning star. I mean, Satan fell from heaven like a star, like a morning star. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the bright morning star. Didn't he also, also come from heaven? What's the devil mean? Devil means uh, adversary? adversary. Yeah, one of our... Uh, Satan's adversary, right? Devil's that accuser? I can't Oof, remember. There's boy. Satan, one's on adversary. One, can't, can't <laughs> you're awfully silent. <laughs> one is adversary. Okay, one is adversary and one is... I want to say it's accuser, uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, whatever it is... I do believe uh, at least one of those terms is used about the Lord in the Old Testament. Right. And boy, no one's going to call oh, him the devil. No, that's still this adversary. It's, yeah. And so when you see those, those scriptures where he's our adversary, you know, and, and right. uh, it's like, well, that's the same word. It's just not the same guy. Right. Um, like Jesus, he turned around and said, you know, to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Which well, you're a, being a Satan right so it's, it's now. A lot, right, right. It's a lot heavier to it's our It's not ears like, wait a minute, Satan was one of the 12? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's what it's like. Um, yeah, momentarily. Then he's all like, oh, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build the church on you. That has got to be one of the most big swings you can ever have. It's like, I'm going to build the church on you. Well said. Satan, how dare you? <laughs> Peter just can't get it right for more than 10 minutes. Oh. Um, you okay. gotta wonder if that's why he calls him son of Jonah right there, because Jonah's a wild. <laughs> the same, yeah, that exactly. Same like, wild I'll story. do it. No, I won't. Okay, fine. Um, Barf. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, shouldn't shouldn't we do Christmas messages year round? I like how you give attitude to these texts. <laughs> you there? <laughs> this one. It says it. It's got. Okay. That's what emojis are for. I don't oh, actually okay. have oh, them, okay. but I wish they had. Like, <laughs> if it was more cross. Shouldn't we do more Christmas? Maybe should be really Shouldn't we do more Christmas messages year round? When we do it only at this time, isn't that sort of burying the implications of the stories? So I've never really thought about it. Yeah, no, because it's. But it's, I'm, remember, I only get. Well, I mean, 
not even counting for taking off Sundays, this, I haven't taken off a Sunday, by the way, since March, uh, that's only 52 messages a year. And there's, when you're trying to keep everything balanced, 52 25-minute time slots is not a whole lot. And so, yeah. so that, that's the only thing. Because then you have Easter come up. It's like, we've well, got to do Easter. And but it is, I, right. But it is true. It's funny that we don't revisit it with the same, same gusto. vigor. Big gusto. Um, because there are certain times, like, we're just working out this story and realizing mm-hmm. how much that is going to inform so many of the, like, everything in the Bible, right? We've got to get a story right. And uh, it's, it is funny that that's... I did do, I did do a Christmassy message. Uh, Father's Day, I talked about oh, average Joe, Joseph. Yeah. And yep. so we, vi- we revisited then, and that was back in, when's Father's Day? June? June. So back in June. Yeah. And we talked about the angel coming to him and talking uh, to him. That's good. And that's a good example. Yes. And so we should be open to doing that all so the time. So I guess, can I re-answer? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I do, and I'm very offended <laughs> that you don't remember. <laughs> Smiley emoji. Um, okay. Oh, Shar, uh, your, your wife says, keep the trees and lights up through January. It's great. It's a great winter scene. Can, can we do it? Let's with- not read my wife's text. We, <laughs> she and I can argue at home. <laughs> next week is what? Yeah, next week is January. Leave them up, oh, through January. She likes leaving our Christmas decorations up till Valentine's Day. I made it, look, Noah was a fun bachelor when he was younger, and he made it a full Christmas to Christmas with the same tree up. (laughs) Was it a live tree? It was a live tree. It smelled incredible, and it was a fire hazard to be sure, but I was probably 22 or something. It was not, we would decorate it the entire year with just random. I'll tell you, but I will tell you this. You let a tree go like a couple months drying up, and it starts to what's called off gas. Yeah. They never smell better. Yeah, it's no, it smells better. That's probably why we left. I, it was me and two, you know, twenty-something-year-old guys in a smelly house. And they will was... light up like a fuse. I mean, you light you, when you get a tree that's off gassing because it's so dry. It's like, sure. Wow, that smells good. That's just all the combustibles coming out. And you just get a match close to it, and it'll just go. Well. Boom. Yeah, I know. It's surprising. We didn't have any open flames, you know, so good for us. But yeah, you could do, uh, you could still do a scene. We could take the presents out and we can light the... Uh, uh, okay, talk about boring stuff later. What else you got? <laughs> okay, good. Um, all right. It's almost time. Got four minutes. <laughs> Somebody said, is this the only way that Shar can text Bruce? <laughs> I think that might... <laughs> this is the only way Shar can <laughs> text probably, me. That's right. You have a question? You're just going to one off the cuff? Could, because Mary and Joseph are from the, the David's line and went to Bethlehem. Could they have been staying with relatives and then stayed there the whole time? Therefore, it's only mm-hmm. short distance to Jerusalem. Yes. And, uh, and that's why they were maybe there in Bethlehem when the wise men. That, yeah, Kent is saying. Yeah. Uh, could uh, since Mary and Joseph uh, uh, had to go register for family land in Bethlehem. Maybe they had family living there. And uh, I've read that before, too. And the, the whole no room in the inn. That word inn is a very flexible term. It's not like they had a Howard Johnson's. It could mean a lodging place. But most small towns didn't have lodging places. You stayed with sometimes strangers, you know, people invited you in. And so there's a good chance, because it can also just mean a, a house, a living area where somebody lets you stay in. And so... Uh, 
I've even heard it uh, suggested uh, that you know, that manger they were in was the bottom floor where they kept the animals and then they stayed in the upper floor. But now that we are, are so focused on the fact that Micah very, very clearly says exactly where it is that I, that one I don't buy, but the part of it being the family house. Also, this is very interesting, uh, Joseph goes there to register uh, with Mary, his intended but women didn't register for the land. Uh, the men did. There's one notable exception. And that's uh, the days of Moses when the daughters of somebody come up and they're, we didn't have any sons. And so and they make this whole thing about, okay, you gals can register for the land, but you have to marry within the tribe or else you lose the land. And when you marry within the tribe, then the land becomes, the person who you marry, it becomes his. When you go look at those two genealogies, Joseph's line comes through Solomon, David's son that was king, and then Mary's line comes through David's younger son, Nathan, and you just gotta wonder, mm -hmm. was Mary an only child? And she's got property through Nathan, and now she's marrying Joseph, so Joseph had to go to Bethlehem to register with Mary, his intended. Hmm, hmm, could be, could be. I don't be. know, I don't know. Interesting. Uh-oh, we got more hands going up. Because remember, the wise men go home a different route. Different route. Right. And if you look at the road maps, the only road that was far enough away from Jerusalem where King Herod would see, notice them would be all the way up towards the coast. Yep. And up and around up to Assyria. Yeah. And so they would, wouldn't need to do that from Nazareth because it's already too far north. They could have just slipped out. It depends where Nazareth was. I don't know that I buy the whole modern idea of Nazareth because it doesn't fit all the biblical requirements about them throwing them over the cliff and stuff. That's and right. the history of it only goes back to... Constantine or something? Wasn't it It a, goes back to like a, a 150 years after Jesus when all of a sudden every... Uh, Holy Land spot was a tourist site. Right. I'm under the belief that they protected the, the real ones. <laughs> and so they would put up like a tourist one because humans don't change and the tourists would come trample all over it. Um, but there's that one site up on the top of that hill that you can see from uh, mm -hmm. Capernaum. I can't think of what the name of it is right now. It's the split mountain and there's a tower on top of it. Uh, it matches just about everything. Him going down to Capernaum, it having the yeah, you did a sermon the on towers, the being thrown over the cliff. Just mm -hmm. it matches all of that, and it's never been excavated. Ain't that the way? Yeah. Okay. Yet. Okay, we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, we do. Got, actually, that's probably a good. We just have more people arguing about the trees and uh, making. Isn't that just like us humans? <laughs> they they want to leave the trees up. Um, okay. Wow, that was easy. And uh, uh, what else do we want, guys? No, mystery's <laughs> in charge of that. So if those trees are not up next week, it's mystery. Hmm. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Okay. I think that's probably, yeah, that's a good spot. Then let's uh, put a pin What'd in What did you think of the sermon today? Couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> no, loved it, loved it. This is another one of those, um, uh, I, I just, I love taking stories that we all think we know and really re-examining them by just having ears to hear, which just means applying whatever degree of scriptural knowledge you have and the God-given ability to reason 
to that story. And just in the time that I got to play with you about it, I was like, this, this thing just goes and goes and goes. And this right here is wonderful. But I'm sure this oh. is the first four of like 50 more pages that just what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, that right there is right. exactly when you start to just see, man, if I really just, if I just, if I just did Let what it the say Bible what it says. said we're supposed to do with it, which is just listen to it, apply that other scripture, look for that clarification, not in your own mind, but elsewhere in that book. And it just keeps popping out. And I think that miracle, that the way that the Bible works like that is so heartening for like just its veracity to be able to trust it as the word of God, which is so important. And it's so hard to get like good, you know, we argue so many terrible ways about it, about, well, but this manuscript was unearthed here and this one and clerical errors and all that. And I go, but this idea that you coined uh, story logic, that it just, if it's a true story, it works because it happened. And there's one way that everything works because it happens. And if you just get all the details in your, like that one scripture I always quote from Ezekiel, son of man, receive every word I've spoken into your heart and have ears to hear. If we just have all the stuff in, because when I approach like these Christmas messages, it's so funny. All I do is I go highlight all the parts of the story that we've decided don't make the cut. It's like, oh, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. And then you look at it and you go, okay, our story, the way we tell it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do we make every piece fit? And I love being critical of it. I tell you also, we did this once with the youth. We just started at Genesis 1-1 with this new idea. And I just said, anytime you hear anything that makes you like question it, like we're just going to be so critical of it, like to make it make sense. And you can stop every other word and go, well, who said that? And why is this thing? And, And when you just approach it that way, the game nature of it pops out so intensely and it's so fun and, it, and you start to get little pieces of fruit. And that's not to say that, you know, what we've got is right. No. This happens a lot where this stuff will pop out and we'll go, well, I've never seen it. There's the story. And then a year from now we go, well, never mind, kind of. Yeah. But like, here's, here's the some whole more, other here's some more pieces that we didn't know and that changes the, the shape of everything. And so just these, these types of messages uh, where we're just like looking at stories, you know, critically and honestly, I just, I love them. Yeah, that path that's beyond tracing out, it will, ma- it will be completed one day. Yeah. God's going to finish his peculiar work and every jaw is going to drop because mm-hmm. no one has considered these things in their heart and yet have I not declared them from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, and he made him crooked and we're all supposed to Belteshazzar our way through it, right? Yep. Straighten him out. Well, his determined end with one blast of my breath, I will destroy every false uh, doctrine in the world and give everyone in the world one pure language in which to call on me in perfect harmony. That's his determined end. I don't know why we don't teach that. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one blast of his breath. It's going to be when the Bible is when he's done. Well, hot dog. Maybe that's a good place that's to a good, end I'm ready on to the go. ending. That's, that's probably the best place to stop right there. So we'll stop for this one. I guess next time we're back together, is it 2021 officially? It is. I think so, yeah. All right. Well, good riddance to bad rubbish. Hey, until Lucifer rises in your heart, as Peter says in his letter. Oh, <laughs> yes. Until the, let's have that be our new sign-off, just to keep that's poking what, that. It says in Peter, yeah, until no, the sure, day no, that Lucifer true, yeah. rises in your heart. Yeah. But, no, but yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. go to the real literal translations right. because... So go that. Morning Star. Everybody go read about that. We'll have a big discussion <laughs> next week about that. Not that Lucifer. Yeah, that's right. The other one. Okay. So until then, love you guys. Miss you guys. We'll see you guys next week. I love week. Lucy. We'll be right back here.